Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, good day, good day, good day, and thanks for coming, everybody down under. My name is Seth. What are yours? Hello, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stony. Hey, everyone. Welcome <laughs> back to another fun episode of Drag Race Down Under, where we recap the most exciting things that happened in the <laughs> latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under with three Joeys. And only the most exciting with three Joeys. Yes. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. We're feeling a little bit silly. I will warn you guys that we did record um, something. Another episode. Yeah, something or other. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded something before this. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So uh, normally this is the part of the show where I, you know, we're like just kicking and having like a little conversation about how our weeks were doing. Our weeks were fine. And um, I... I, we need to have a talk, I think. We have some good news and some bad news. Which should we talk about first? Um, I guess we should say the bad news first. Let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way. So the, the bad news is we're not covering RuPaul's Drag Race España. So... We have been all, you know, all three of us, we've been podcasting for about three and a half, four years now of straight podcasting, basically a few breaks in between. But as you all know, the last year or so, like RuPaul has literally not given any breaks in between seasons, <laughs> sometimes airing seasons at the same time. Yes. So we we need a break. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, like, you know, we would not even still be here after three and a half years of having a show. We started covering Drag Race with All Stars 3. We would not be here without all of you, so we hate to have to not cover something, but we've all got full-time jobs and households to run, um, businesses that we're trying to grow on the outside, and we also want to make sure that we're giving you a good quality show. We're not going away by any means, but things are going to look a little different moving forward. Yeah. And I mean, up to this point, we basically, as like our platform, we've decided, okay, we were just going to record basically a podcast about every season of drag race that comes out. And it got to the point where basically like Rue decided like every country gets its own drag race season, <laughs> right? which is they just announced Italia yeah. yeah, and drag race Italia is coming. And honestly, it's just not feasibly possible with like our schedule, our schedule, like all of us work like full-time jobs. So if anything, we're not really like slowing down. We're still covering like down under UK, all stars, yeah. the regular U S season, Canada's drag race. It's just we've decided that we're not going to do Spain for the season that's coming up. And then other seasons that are coming up, we're going to kind of on an as decided basis, I guess. Like, we'll decide at the time. Yeah. One thing we did decide to talk about or that we decided to do is that, like, we still, you know, want to cover the seasons, of course. But 
um, doing it every week is just so exhausting. So what we'll try to do is do like one or two episodes, like to recap the season and at whenever it's over or something like that, or just or just sometime in the future, basically. So we we are gonna do our best to come back and cover these seasons. So yeah, we're, we're not trying to leave anybody out. Yeah, and we're like obviously we're fans of the show, so like we're still going to watch Spain, like. I'm excited for Spain to premiere on May 30th. Like I'm definitely watching it. So like we could definitely come back and just do like a two part episode on that whole season because we're going to be watching it live because we're fans of the show and we love, we love drag race. It'll be nice to watch drag race and not have to record about it, honestly. And I mean, I'm saying this from a place of working 40 plus hours a week and trying to, get out here and like grow my real estate business and you know make sure i'm giving you guys a good show and a good product so it's time to find the balance somewhere absolutely yeah absolutely and you can still tweet us about spain we're gonna still be watching it we'll probably still be tweeting about it and all that so feel free to talk about it if you want we just won't be putting out a weekly podcast about it Yes, yes. So stay tuned. We'll keep you posted, of course, because we will be watching. The best way to contact us is on socials at TFC Pod, and I'm sure we'll find a way to give you some coverage. Absolutely. Oh, and didn't I guess I should tell them the good news too, right? Yeah, let's get to that part. Yes. Okay, so you guys heard the bad news. So the good news is we're having a podcast tomorrow for the season six of All Stars Meet the Queens. We're back two doses of tfc a week are you ready yes bitch i'm so excited for all star six you have no idea and you're going to find out on that podcast how excited we are because we just (laughs) recorded it (laughs) yes so um so we're not so you can clearly tell we're not slowing down we're just trying to uh you know pick seasons that we're we're not doing like necessarily two at a time um, so we're not overwhelmed. Like uh, some of us have like goals like outside of like work and podcasting that we are trying to accomplish. So um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, we're just kind of like going a different direction here. And for the sake of our mental health listeners, we have to build in some breaks if RuPaul's not going to give us any. Very much so. Because like, honestly, like <laughs> I've been like contemplating like the future of the show, <laughs> my part in it and I'm just like so burnt out because um well also my medicine makes me tired and <laughs> unmotivated so uh yeah so there's like that part of it too so I mean I love doing it I love doing it with Jamal and Stoney and I love all the interaction that we get on social media but it, it really does take so much time and we love doing it we if we were doing this like as our full-time job we had sponsors that were like paying us and like Maybe we had editors for the show. It would be a different case. But, you know, here we are doing the best that we can, which is really all (laughs) I feel like you can ask of us. (laughs) That's right. And we're going to be honest with you. So um, three and a half years is a good run. So, again, we're not going away, just making some changes. And we hope you understand. Yes, girl. And with that, let's go ahead and switch gears into our honesty spill of the week, where we will recap Drag Race Down Under. Queens Down Under. (laughs) Uh, hey everybody welcome back to our honest tea spill of the week we are of course back back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened in this week's episode of rupaul's drag race down under queens down under it was my turn wow 
All right. We are very clearly excited to recap this episode of Drag Race Down Under. Well, Anita's gone. What do you want me to say? Yes, we have to have enough. We have to bring enough fun to replace her, <laughs> um, her positive attitude. Amen to that. Yes, girls. So at the top of the episode, we, of course, are missing Anita Wiglet, who has just sashayed away. Uh, Anita was such like a light on the show. Like this was somebody I won't say is overlooked because I think a lot of people liked Anita, but it just wasn't their time on the show. And Karen is getting so many, like serving so many emotions in this moment. Do you think it's like, she's thinking that could be her lipstick message or. Well, I was just wondering why she was so, um, emotional about it really, to be honest. I mean, of course it's sad. We, I mean, I was sad she left and. Um, of course, uh, Kidamine was really sad about it too, which makes more sense because they're like so closely intertwined in their business together and mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. So, like, I understand Kidamine, of course, being really sad, but I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't make a ton of sense for me. Like, I felt like it was just like she was crying for the sake of the show, basically. Like. I don't know. I was just like, whatever, Karen. Her like, ass was scared. Her ass was scared. She was like, it could have been me. It could have been me, bitch. Maybe they got close <laughs> on the season. Maybe. There's Maybe. some footage we haven't seen. I don't know, girl. Well, with this, too, of course, you know, the Kiwis are getting really motivated to take on the Aussies. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, so I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's really this is like our um, drag race UK, like Scotland versus um, the rest of England. <laughs> okay, moment that we're getting in the show. Okay, yes, girl. The the Kiwis that are left, which were be Kidamine and Electroshock, are like, let's do this shit, girls. <laughs> so um, usually this is a death wish. I'm hoping that it's not, and we will see as the episode goes on. So the next day in the workroom, Ketamine comes in like 2003 Avril Lavigne and Karen from finance looks like one of the wrong Waldos from Where's Waldo. (laughs) Shout out to Avril. (laughs) Yes, girl. She was definitely not the real Waldo, Karen. No. uh, Swing and a miss. Her hat was yellow. It should have been red. She did not have glasses or a cane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> read bitch what else <laughs> my, my, my first read it was actually um that ketamine came out like a gay freddy krueger oh no oh shit but yeah i switched it to avril lavigne because of the skirt <laughs> <laughs> fair all right anyways etc etc comes from ketamine's ball dress from last week and i really just love how ketamine always stands up for herself I do too. Like, kind of means one of those characters where, like, you don't have to say much. Like, you get your point across with just as many words as you need because you're confident in yourself and you know what you're serving. And yeah, you could give a shit about this petty drama. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Kidamine just has this, like, personality about her that I just, like, love. So, I don't know. She's definitely the star of the season. She's way more likable than any of these other hoes. She also knows how to swat <laughs> the girls down because it's like she can look at somebody like etc. and be like, you're just a little baby queen. So, I'm going to let you talk. But that's incorrect, ma'am. I just find it funny that you're coming so hard for my ball dress about being it so bad. <laughs> but it was still better than your dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
for real. <laughs> that was the best. Um, Slayed. So we move on to the mini challenge this week where the library is now open. There will be a, a book reading here. Um, what did you guys think of this week's reading challenge? I definitely thought ketamine and art were the funniest. Um, uh, very enjoyable, both of these queens. <laughs> Stony has no opinion. <laughs> All right. Um. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I was like on my phone and I missed like what we were talking about. Rude! Oh my gosh! You see what we have to deal with. This this is really why we're trying to podcast less. I can't handle Stony's bullshit anymore. Stony's just like checking sports. I forget Twitter. what the point that was made. I didn't hear it. What is even happening on sports Twitter right now? I was on Twitter. There's all kinds of stuff. I was actually looking at a tweet by Frygay. Hello. Oh. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Frygay13. Oh my gosh. It sounds like this could be an episode of one of their podcasts. <laughs> Sony not paying attention is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> We're living in the terror. <laughs> All right, uh, but yes, there were some definitely some fun reads. There were definitely some queens that did not do so well, etc., uh, etc. Et and yeah. uh, Electra Shock was not doing great. Oh my gosh, etc. was just a flop, and Electra Shock like warned us. She's like, "I this is going to be so bad." And look, if you manifest it, it will be so, and that was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Electra was bad, but. I don't know, like, Electra is the trade of the season, so I'm fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Stoney's like, you just have to look pretty. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think honorable mention from this uh, reading challenge is Scarlett Adams revealing her bald spot. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was hilarious, because listen, I'm totally in the hat game now. Like, (laughs) the best is just like, wait, do you have a bald spot? (laughs) I love a hat now, okay. (laughs) Shout out to that producer, girl. <laughs> that was that was a great moment. Definitely can relate, Scarlett. So, you know, this is what happens when Twink's age. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here looking like everybody's witch. <laughs> Dear God. So for this week's Maxi Challenge. Oh, I guess I should say who won. Uh, Art Simone won the mini challenge. And uh, yeah, Akitamine was a little upset she didn't get to win. She's really trying to you know push yourself uh next time kid of me and i feel it but you know snaps to art yeah yes girl she was really funny so it's like it was definitely between the two of them mm-hmm. so for this week's main challenge the girls have to design an advertisement for their own brand of yeast bread <laughs> or, or of yeast spread <laughs> it gives me chills which is kind of ironic because a few of these girls look like they have a yeast infection. Um, talk about it. I hope this like yeast spread can serve as a mask and everything else. Maybe like an all-in-one kind of moment. Honestly, Australia did so good with COVID. I'm just nervous about this yeast pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> So the girls, they go into um, film their little advertisements and special guest Susan had no idea what she was signing up for. I don't think she realized that this was a gay program. 
listen, I don't think she knew what a drag queen was because my Mo- mother was clutching <laughs> her pearls and whoo and oh my. And it definitely just... <laughs> it definitely felt bad for Michelle because I felt like Michelle was like constantly apologizing. I'm sorry that these queens are so terrible. No, Michelle is just PR trained. <laughs> and she had to explain like who Divine was to her. I was like, girl. Yeah, that was a eyebrow for sure. Don't come on Drag Race and not know who Divine is. Sorry. Yeah. And then I um and then I wrote not Art Simone with the clown music while she was filming her advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like Oh yeah. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh well i guess we know that art did not do so well there she goes <laughs> <laughs> but uh she was not the only queen struggling to film her advertisement so t- stay tuned to our discussion uh, so then art asks if anyone's done anything in drag that they regret and i was like shade rattle charlotte <laughs> adams yeah that was an interesting and pointed question yeah. I was looking at Scarlett Adams in the workroom and I was not even there. <laughs> <laughs> we all were. Girl, this is definitely like the most intense we've ever seen on Drag Race for sure, like like intense topic, I guess. Like and I'm or like confrontation even, I would say, about a a controversial topic. Yeah, yeah. and like I'm actually like super happy that Wow had the balls to like air this. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, typically they just sort of like ignore these types of things. But in this, you know, in this little scene here, we find out that Scarlett Adams uh, was doing blackface and et cetera, et cetera, takes this moment to hold her accountable for it. Uh, would be great if JoJo and Coco were still here for this conversation, but I am glad that Scarlett was held responsible. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm happy that it was called out and that she was given a chance to voice her side. It's very easy to roast the person and just, you know, let it go and cut it off. And I mean, I've done plenty of that this past year myself. But we have to see it in the actions. So moving forward, what what does the drag look like? What are we doing? Um, I'm happy that Scarlett received it the way that she did and wasn't defensive about it. This is everything that Elliot should be doing, but isn't. Yeah, take this uh, lead, Elliot. Yeah, I don't know, girl. But yeah, it was it was nice. Like Scarlett had it up, apologized like publicly before the season aired. Yes, and now um, apolog- so apologizing again, and it and it, honestly, it does look really sincere. Like. People make mistakes when you're younger. It's like kind of like she was talking to Maxie Glamour about like how this is like just kind of how they were raised and stuff like that, which like, I mean, I can kind of relate to just in my environment. You know, I was kind of raised with similar ideology and it's just kind of fucked up, too, because kids don't even get a chance to be like raised well. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she like. So first of all, I guess it's glad I'm glad that she owns up to it and says, "Okay, what I did was wrong." And it it does like for her growing up in that environment, like she could have done it and not even know that she did wrong, I guess in that instance. Mm-hmm. But I will say that this was not like a one-time instance for her like, "Oh, I did blackface one time." Like this right. was like right. multiple times. Like if you look at it online, like she did it like 
at least like a dozen times. Like there are right. pictures all over the internet. So it's not like this was like, oh, I did blackface once and I didn't, I was like, oh, I fucked up. Like, no, this was like, I did like a whole fucking year of it and it was fine. That's why I'm like, we need to see what so, she does with this because you can say sorry all you want, sis, but the evidence is out there. Yeah. So like, I'm glad that she is owning up to it and at least like, making amends but like et cetera, et cetera, said like you need to like go out like there needs to be like reparations there needs to be like you actually making a difference and like saying this is how i fucked up and this is how i'm fixing it so i'm yeah. glad that et cetera, et cetera, said that and hopefully scarlett adams actually like makes a difference Right. And just because like the other drag queens were doing like blackface doesn't mean that it was okay for her to do it. Cause that was something she's like, Oh, all the queens were doing it back then. And yeah, those queens are not on drag race. Sis, so speak up. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, yeah. I mean, other drag queens doing it. If she was young, it was easy to be influenced and to do it too. But what I want to know too, is also like, wasn't Karen from finance also involved in some bullshit? Why wasn't that addressed? Like, I don't know exactly what she did, but I believe she was, or she had, like, a tattoo or something that was, like, super inappropriate. I think she had, like, a swastika tattoo. Yeah. Yikes. Which is not, like, why wasn't that brought up on the show? <laughs> well, no one cares about Jewish people. Ugh. So, that's not uh, the popular uh, topic in the modern Which, um, I feel like landscape. it should be brought <laughs> up. Like, and that's what I told Jamal. I was like, why... Like, I feel like it was weird that Karen wasn't brought up in this conversation. Surely some of the queens knew about that, too. Hopefully she'll get her time, you know, in the future. Who knows? You know, I'm sure they didn't want to just, like, dump on all the queens in one episode. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. But um, we'll see. We'll see. But it was nice that Scarlett Adams was held to this, this, uh, you know, conversation and having to confront her behavior. And and, uh, we'll see what her actions are like in the future. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and switch into talking about the advertisements. Which ones stood out to you? <laughs> um, shit, who is the best to me? I did like Electra's. I thought it was funny. At first, I wasn't sure how it was going when it was all like being put together because she took control and that could be really good on Drag Race or it could be really bad on Drag Race <laughs> when you see the queens just dive in on the sets and they're like, okay, you do this. You do this. I'm over here. Do this like this. (laughs) You just never know how it's going to go. So I was happy to see that it was easy to follow and that the judges enjoyed it and the viewers enjoyed it. She was using the Monique Hart approach. (laughs) I see it. Yeah. Like, like maybe I just don't understand the humor of like Australian Queens, but like I didn't enjoy these advertisements. I thought most of them were not that funny to me. Like, I thought Electra's was pretty good. Like, I thought the concept of, like, Rue, like, calling her out, being like, you're not very good at this. And then, like, her kind of going to the skit was fun. So it made sense to me why she won this challenge. But, like... The ingredients and talent. I don't know. I didn't really... Like, all of these advertisements I was not feeling. I did not... enjoy them Sony did not like this episode i personally enjoyed myself like it wasn't like it's not like the greatest but i still enjoyed myself i thought that ketamine also did really well ketamine was another good ad um i feel like what i've been seeing on twitter is like um maybe it's people not understanding the humor but do you think it's reading as like too vulgar some of the queens or something like 
Well, I mean, there's et cetera, et cetera, like bottling piss. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not like I'm like turned off by the vulgar towards like, oh, I can't enjoy this. I just, I don't know. I, like none of it was funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't laughing at any of the jokes or any of the advertisements. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to ask because that's just one piece of what I'm seeing on Twitter. But I feel like a lot of them are just kind of like one note and that there were a few that were better than the rest. Oh, absolutely. I mean, art's kind of in the same boat with doing like kind of, um, you know, crude humor. And it's like uh, not so successful and like also not funny. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, I mean, if you're going to be crude, like at least be funny. Well, Um, yeah, you still have to be funny. Yeah. Like I'm somebody that like I'm a I love art and I think art is a good queen. And I've always loved her on Instagram, all of her shit. But like art somebody that's like i'm continually like disappointed by her like i want more from art like because i feel like going into this i was looking so much from art in like every episode i'm continually disappointed by the looks i'm disappointed by her challenge performances like nothing that i see from her i'm like super excited about i'm more excited about the person that art is and their um, reputation more than what they've actually done on this season. Ooh, girl. I wish you guys could watch this because Stoney's going off <laughs> and Jamal's like squinting his eyes and like giving side eye to Stoney. <laughs> I'm, just so saying, funny. I'm just like receiving the read. I'm just like, Ooh girl. Okay. I'm just saying, I, I want feel to it. love you art. Like I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Ooh, we're all rooting oh for you. Oh my gosh. That was fucking great don't don't mind me Uh, i'm just over here taking minutes to send to um art an email after this yeah i I was like i feel like (laughs) jamal's just giving stoney his chance and then jamal's like well this is why you're wrong (laughs) no i actually like you know i i feel the same way because and, and this is more the internet's fault than it is art's fault because you spend all this time following a person or individual or a group, a band, whoever on social media, and then you get to see them in action being, you know, themselves and you may or may not, it's not always like a positive connection and maybe it's just a slow burn kind of situation where you warm up to the person. And I think that art just has one of those personalities where you like them or you don't. And Maybe some viewers, Stony included, um, <laughs> is trying to figure that out. You know, I'm kind of middle of the road with art. It's just like, eh, you know, I thought that we would be getting more from her. She has her own show on WoW Presents, but, you know, here we are. We'll see what she does moving forward. Yeah, I'm just here enjoying the queens, to be honest. Like, this is not like the best season of Drag Race, but I think it's still entertaining. And there are some queens that I really like out of this season. Um, so, like, I have no doubt that a lot of these queens are, like, actually really good drag queens. Right. But I feel like part of it is probably also to do with the editing and the challenges or mm-hmm. something like that. It just feels like... There's so many moving parts yeah. to consider. So, I don't think it's it's fair to totally blame the queens. No, no, no. Yeah, it's totally what we expect as viewers from Drag Race as an entity what we see online. And we're putting that pressure on the queens, which, you know, they don't deserve. Right. I, you know, I was actually kind of pleased they were able to make at least a short commercial for Maxi Shield because uh, she was the one that was struggling the most to get hers filmed. Yeah. And product aside, you're going to connect to these queens or you're not. And Maxi was definitely working hard to get something sent to print. 
She was. And everyone was like saying that she was going to be the one to look out for. And then she totally bombed. It probably just got to her, you know, knowing that little piece of information, that little piece of pressure can just like change a person. I've been there. Totally. Yeah, I think so. Like definitely the tops for these advertisements, I would say would be ketamine and electroshock. There were some other ones that were just kind of like, okay. And then definitely like quite a few that were not good (laughs) at all. Yeah. Next. Hitting um, the next button. (laughs) Next. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, just take a quick little break here and then we'll come back and talk about the runway. Runway. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing you're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back again and just in time for the runway. And the category this week is Sheila in the Bush or something. Finest Sheila (laughs) in the Bush, whatever that means. I think that's what it is. See, I've always, and this is just full disclosure, what I've always understood Sheila to be was like slang term for like a drag queen. So listeners um, from down under, let me know if I'm incorrect. I'll do my Googles too. Yeah, you better Google it, girl. Because there's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which is a movie I've seen. It's been a while, but I've seen it. Yes, and Scarlett Adams was the one giving us a nod from that movie. Mm-hmm. I really thought that was one of the... That was probably, like, maybe my favorite look from this runway. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Who else do you think did really well? Oh, my gosh. I'm um, trying to think. I thought Electra's actually was really good. I really enjoyed her look. I thought... You know, it's interesting the painted on hair because she like really tried to like kind of just cover up that she didn't have a wig on. But um, I actually thought her look, her look was really good. And I was um, it was very like dark um, and enchantress type thing. But it was mysterious. I enjoyed it. I thought it was I don't know if it fit in with the Sheila theme, but I liked it. I totally didn't understand this category for the runway just based on the looks we saw. So maybe mm-hmm. one of you guys can let us know. But yeah, I, I think that this is definitely elevated for Electra. Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. And less is more sometimes. Like, you know, Electra is not a queen that has the glitziest and glamiest things. But here we are still with the polished look. Yes, girl. I think someone else that did really well would be Art Simone. The The judge panel was really living for this look. I don't know who this person is she was portraying, but it was really good. Me either, but I liked it. I liked the kind of powdered makeup and kind of softness of it all. And the look in the end was like, it all came together very well for me. I agree. Yeah, I thought it was a fun look. I thought it was really cool with like the koala like uh, sweatshirt she had. Yeah. I thought that was fun. So Put I don't know. I, on it. I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. Again, this category is Sheila. Okay, it's fine. I don't really understand it fully. <laughs> yeah. You know what outfit was giving me uh, PTSD, though? Um, et cetera, et cetera, was giving me Sister Sister uh, PTSD from the look that sh- that uh, Sister Sister made with all that crap all over it. Listen, there is too much going on. Way too much going on, sis. And honestly, after you take that off, I am definitely not going to think burnt tree stub. No, I didn't get that at all. So I'm like, girl, that is 
not it. <laughs> and then she had some like weak reveal about life coming out of dead trees or something. I was like, all right. <laughs> nice try, Judy Funny. Yeah, girl. Um, what other looks were interesting? Karen. Oh my gosh, this look was uh, this look was rotted. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, like the message. I've not seen a Chanel runway that looked like this. <laughs> I like the message. That's probably about it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I don't know. That wasn't my fave. It was just kind of weird to me. I don't understand it. Well, I don't want to be insensitive, but like, I don't know. The presentation could have been better, right? For the category. I mean, I don't understand the category, so it's hard to say. <laughs> Fair. But I did appreciate at least that Karen acknowledged that Australian was denying climate change. Like, you can really pinpoint when this episode or when the series was recording. Because if you remember, there was, like, the period of time where, like, Trump was, um, you know, talking about how climate change isn't real. And one of the biggest, like, supporters of his, like, bullshit claims was Australia. Yeah, that is one thing about Australia and U.S. We definitely share in the bullshittery of, like just not giving a shit about like climate change mm-hmm. right like we're definitely like in the same in that regards and definitely with our racism as well that's why i say i appreciate this message because the more awareness the better but we are watching drag race so sorry karen the look was definitely not there though right and that little baby alien that she was holding i mean koala <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember any other looks i i don't know i feel like maxi shield was okay like she she was received well by the judges um well that's another part that made the category so confusing just like the interpretations well because maxi's was so kind of like soft and dainty did you guys ever see that movie i think it was called like quigley down under oh yeah quigley down under i remember that yeah her outfit reminded me of that because it was like in the 1800s and it was like it's a whole like western yeah, based western in movie Australia. It was based on Australia. Yeah. It reminded me that reminded me of Maxie's. Okay. Quickly yeah. Down Under is a really good movie, by the way. Yeah, I I'll really watch I, it. I liked it. I think. Yeah, it was a good movie about um like the 1800s and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, and there's like this like, it's a whole like romance thing, and there's like horses. That's it's really good, actually. Like I will fucking watch it again. Like yeah, my favorite was it was Quigley. really good. I liked Quigley. Yeah. Yeah. I love this show or this movie. Whatever Stop it was. Stop trolling me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, tr- I have no idea if this is a real character or not. I'm just eating my pork rinds in peace. <laughs> At first I thought you actually like watched the movie and you're like, oh yeah, it's good. And then as time went on, I was like, shut the fuck up, you asshole. <laughs> Got you, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, that was the runway, I guess. <laughs> Rook did call out Scarlet on the runway. Somehow, just it waited until this episode that RuPaul had just found out about uh, how Scarlet Adams had done blackface. You know what? <clears throat> I'm going to say this about RuPaul because. It's easy to like nitpick RuPaul because we've had this RuPaul's Drag Race platform for years upon years at this point. And so many like social justice issues have come across the table. And we've really kind of just gotten like messages before or after the shows or 
quick statements before or after the show, which is a big step for Rue. Like RuPaul never talks about it. I haven't listened to their podcast in a while, so let me not like say I, they never talk about it. Well, they, they don't stopped really recording during the pandemic. During, yeah. Oh, they did. Okay, but so <laughs> to have this moment on the show, wow, fake fan. What I'm what I'm trying to say, having this moment on the show is a big deal because you don't really get that from RuPaul. Yeah. Anywhere, and like Stony touched on, this is like a repeat offense. And black people, we can feel how we want to feel with what RuPaul did with this. But remember, we all don't respond the same way to these issues. It is very easy to just cancel a person. And it's RuPaul's show. Personally, if I had found out about it, Scarlett would not be on the show. But I've also been in a position to give people a chance to speak and um, decide otherwise. So... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like on the show we do typically like to give queens a second chance and give them a chance to like improve and do the right thing. Like sometimes you see it um, like in this with Scarlet. Sometimes you don't with like Elliot with three K's um, sometime or with yeah. um, even Eureka sometimes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And it's all I very mean, fresh. Like keep in mind that Scarlet's just in the fear moment of all of this. Like there's going to take years to see if she's actually means the apology i mean i was glad that rupaul said it the way she said it she was like i'm sure there's a lot of people that want me to just cancel you right now and be like get the fuck off the show you don't belong here but she did say like i want to give you this time to like say what you like say something about what you did and Look, Scarlett's got a lot to do because this wasn't just a one-time incident. Oh, oh, I put on blackface one time and like, no, bitch. There's like tons of photos out there, like multiple like nights that you did this. So I'm glad that Rue brought it up and I, I hope that she learned something from it. And I hope that she continues to make up for the mistake that she made. It's totally a humbling moment because this is one of those things we always say. What if you get a boss that's black and gay or this or that, something you might not necessarily agree with. And here it is, RuPaul's Drag Race. Like you're on their show (laughs) in this position and you fucked up. So I'm sure it was very humbling for Scarlett. Absolutely. So then uh, we do find out the winner in a surprise turn of events. Electra Shock won this challenge. Wow. I think well-deserved. Good job, judges. Deserved, yes. Yeah, she was definitely one of my favorites. Between For me, it was between her and Kidamine, but I do believe that uh, Electra Shock did deserve this between the scene and elevating her look on the runway. You can tell she's taking notes and trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Yep, the judges see it, and I agree. It totally would have been ketamine if it weren't Electra. Absolutely. Uh, so the bottom two, where does that leave us? That leaves us with Maxi Glam. Uh, I'm sorry, not Dragula. <laughs> Maxi Shield and uh, etc. etc. Dun dun dun. I was He's... hoping Cedro was in the bottom. Yeah, I had a feeling she would be in the bottom, and I had a feeling Maxi would just based on. Uh, how difficult she had a you know to record and nothing really came of it so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fair bottom too yes absolutely so they lip sync um it was i didn't know who this song or per- band was but it was a pretty good lip sync 
Uh, Maxie had a little microphone up her sleeve, and uh, they did not show it, but somehow she appeared with a microphone. I was definitely feeling Maxie's performance more. I feel like I got, and it could be editing, so, you know, whatever. But um, I felt like et cetera was just kind of like spinning and walking away too much. Like we need to see that you're actually lip syncing, sis. Yeah. And yeah. Maxie was like giving us more of the emotion of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is Maxie was giving that kind of emotional drama that we wanted. And I don't know. I feel like she deserved it. Like, I feel like Maxie has more to give. Like if she's willing to give it to us. Yes. Yes. Maxie shield gets to stay and et cetera, et cetera. Must Shantae away. (laughs) Shantae away. Shantae away, bitch. (laughs) Yes. I was like, I was, yeah, I definitely wanted to see more of Maxie, but like, I, I wanted to like et cetera, et cetera more than I did, but she was just so like shady on the season in not a good way that it was like kind of hard to enjoy her. I agree. This just wasn't her time. And I think she's got some growing up to do. I think she'll be a better queen down the road. Definitely. She definitely has a lot of potential. So I'm not saying like et cetera, et cetera is bad. I'm not trying to do anything about, you know, anything bad about them. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's just like, it was just like constantly cutting to like a negative comment. And I was like, I want to enjoy the episode. Like, why are we showing all this negativity? Right. And meanwhile, no one's talking about that die job. Yeah, girl, that early 2000s, like she's just waiting to fall into the (laughs) Abercrombie and Fitch, girl. Listen, something's happening up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's not it for me. But anyways, so here we have come to another end of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. We wanted to uh, just thank you guys. Hopefully you guys understand what we were discussing at the top of the show with uh, lightening our workload a little bit. Uh, We love you guys. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, Make sure that you all spread the word of TFC Pod so that we could possibly get sponsored and possibly get funded and then we can cover every season all your favorite shows spinoffs yeah uh the singing one that we're about to see drag race queens spi- singing um drag race superstar which i just have been reading about today supposedly i can't keep up italia all of it pretty yeah. soon it's gonna be like drag race drag race antarctica drag race um, outer space you're the fiercest uh, queen on the milky way yeah drag race venus all that shit's coming yeah who knows girls so just big thank you we really appreciate you all and we will be back of course tomorrow with our meet the queens episode talking about all star six let's get sickening but until then uh, bye 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 oh (laughs) come on tree come on grass (laughs) Ha, 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 ha